This is Idiots with Opinions. Idiots may vary. It's late afternoon on a Sunday, and Tuscan's about to sacrifice himself to Ra the Sun God, so you know what that means. It's Idiots with Opinions. My name is Todd, and with me as always is Tuscan. We're about to teach you all about the wacky world of of the world, because it's, yeah. just, it's just the world. We're not making anything up here. This is all true, true facts. As far as we know, about I don't know what your process people. is, but I will tell you, I do not fact check the things I find. <laughs> you do I like do. some legit research? I'll, not always, but I, I'm pretty sure that everything that I've I've covered is to be is fair. Correct. Everything that we've found is on the internet as well as this podcast. So I would recommend not trusting any of it. And if you're going to make any decisions based on what we tell you, um, look into them because. God knows we are only idiots with opinions. We are not a reliable source of factual material. Now, Todd, what have you been up to this week? You're on, you're on spring break this week, right? Or you were on spring break this week, right? How yes. was it? Uh, it, was, it was busy. I, I was working on, uh, on different sets as I'm trying to become film guy. Guy who is film guy. Guy who is yep. film guy. So I was I was busy. Uh, I did take a few days, or just one, I think one day, just to kind of explore the city, and then I ah. some of yesterday as well. Very nice. Uh, so yeah, it was it was it was nice. I'm still I still got a lot of stuff that I got to do for school, mm-hmm. so it's been good to have a little decompressing time. But yeah, I didn't go to Vegas and win hundreds of dollars. Well, neither did I in the long run. I, I, I mentioned that I won a poker tournament, but I actually broke even um, on gambling pretty much. I, I, I walked in with 200 bucks, and I walked out with 200 bucks. So, okay. you know, weekend in Vegas, I mean, I, I think I've done pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're not here to talk about uh, how much money I may or may not have lost. Uh, uh, and we're not even here to talk about your film career, as lucrative as it may one day be. Uh, what are talk. we here to talk about here, Tuscan? We're, we're here to talk about some weird news stories. We're here to talk about uh, some weird people out there in the world doing some weird things. And I've got, you know, as I want to do, I went ahead and picked three stories uh, today. And, you know, a couple of them might be short. So I might actually get to all three of them. But in case we I, uh, someone. I actually have some, I have three stories as well because two of them are very short. So if mm. you want to, if you want to just... Go yeah. back and forth with three stories. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, down. we can rapid fire. So I, I, I suppose awesome. we can, I, I suppose we can dive right into them. Uh, I'll start today uh, because I have I have uh, a time traveler, Todd. I have uh, a person who claims to be from the year 2045, and he has traveled back in time to our present year, 2019, uh, to warn us about the future and to tell us that we need to make the world a better place. In the future for his generation. Now, he's made a lot of leaps in in what uh, appears to be the forty or excuse me, um, the 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 twenty six years that he's traveled back in time. The world has changed a lot, Todd, in twenty forty five, as uh, as I'm sure you have predicted yourself. But there are some there is some stuff that goes down in the late twenties. Let me. Let me just run you through a few things here. So in 2028, we can expect to see aliens land on Earth for the first time. Okay. Um, now, within the next few years, we'll be aware of aliens, and we will we will be able to confirm their existence, but 
they'll land on Earth in 2028, and it'll be it'll be a thing, right? We'll have first contact, and it'll be now. Here's the thing: he tells us that these aliens do not come from space. They're not. They're not from space, but he can't tell us where they're from because he fears creating a paradox. So I'll let you sit with that. So maybe they're time-traveling aliens, or maybe beings of a higher dimension. Yeah, some sort of higher order, right? Like we're living in... Maybe they're us from from hundreds of thousands of years in the future. That from can that new Jordan Peele movie. Leap through the fourth dimension like Hold it's nothing. Us. So let's see what else we have here, Todd. Uh, in 2045, there will be dinosaurs that are cloned. You will be able to go and visit dinosaurs as if you were in Jurassic Park. They will figure out how to clone them and sequence their DNA. We will also have... Let's see what else we have. We have... Wait, so I, I remember yep. reading a story a long time ago saying that cloning dinosaurs just like Jurassic Park was scientifically possible. It would just take years to to, to actually like let that happen. Well, that's... Uh, from what I hear is is and and they're trying to do the same with woolly mammoths. They're actually very serious about doing it with mammoths right now. The the thing they need to do is find a full and complete sequence of the DNA of a mammoth. And so they've got all these really really well preserved tissues from and I'm not talking about like Kleenex, Todd. I'm talking about like flesh and and organs and such that they're they're sifting through and they're looking through these cells and they're trying to find a a a string of DNA that is the entire sequence of the uh, woolly mammoth. And I'm sure ditto for, for dinosaurs, right? It's not like we have a bunch of amber laying around with, with mosquitoes that are biting dinosaurs back in the day. But uh, I look forward to this future that he, he describes. We also, 2028. Yeah, but don't we have, hmm? don't we have now five movies about why that's a bad idea? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if you think you can, like, nail down the world's deadliest predator in, 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 in world history, um, you, you're wrong. Another thing we have to look forward to, Todd, in the year 2028, I believe, he, he claims that time travel will be released and will be made publicly available for us. Turns out time travel has been around since the 80s, uh, according to this man, but it will only be released to the public in 2028 um and finally we'll exciting have, yeah we'll, we'll have chips implanted in our hands that will allow us to do all sorts of crazy stuff like probably payments and you know get into our house and you know make holograms and stuff like that he also tells us todd that in the year 2044 uh miss Let's see what her name is. I, I forget. It's Martin Luther King's granddaughter, Yolanda Renee King, uh, gets elected president of the world. Um, oh, yeah. In, in the year 2030, uh, all the countries in the world become one country. And <laughs> because I think that'll work out just fine. And yeah. we, we have artificial intelligence basically governing us. So that's nice. We, we, we figured out how to do that. We've created world peace. That's a, that sounds like an awful idea. We're 10 years out from world peace, Todd. Did you know? We were that close. Ever since the beginning of our podcast, Tuscan and I have been staunch anti-AI 
taking over the world, and yeah. that's literally AI taking over the world. That's governing that's our every what it move. does. Yeah. What he didn't say, because he's from the year 2045, by the year 2050, Skynet will go live and it will be a robot apocalypse. That's what we exactly. have to look forward to. So all the countries are one. Yolanda Renee King is president. She is the greatest president in history. Uh, is she alive yet? Yes, she is nine years old. Okay. <laughs> when she's elected president, she will be the minimum age to be president of the United States. I actually, you know, he says president of the United States, but then he also says all countries are one country. So, I think I think the United States, the former United States, becomes a state in one of the seven districts of the world government. That's that's how I um, have by have like continent. Yes. Yes, we are one of the states in the world okay. government. So, uh, and 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 it's not too far off to see that she might be elected president one day. She she was actually seen earlier this year uh, protesting for. She gave a speech on gun control in Washington. Oh yeah, I think I saw that. She is mm-hmm. nine. Yeah. So you know that's uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, you got to commend her for that. So how do we know? I've, I've been presenting this as fact, Todd. And, and how do I know it's fact? What what? Because he's a time traveler. Well, he's a time traveler, right? But you know, Todd, what what, what if he, what if he's making everything up, right? What 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 could we do to stop that? What could well, we do to check we that? Ha- we would have to ask him something like, "Who wins the Super Bowl?" or wh- mm-hmm. "Who wins the Kentucky Kentucky Derby?" Mm-hmm. and uh, see yeah. if he's correct. What stocks should I buy right now? No, Todd. See, here's the thing. We blitzed past all that stuff. The guy took a lie detector test, Todd. And every one of these things that I just told you, the lie detector detected no lie. He's telling the truth, Todd. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is this is some real stuff, and it's going down. This guy is born. This guy who is alive and who has taken a lie detector test and is telling us he's a time traveler. Todd, he is born in December of this year. Hmm. So, mm-hmm. is he going to is he going to tra- travel away or so we're going to find out if he is telling the truth this year. Yeah, unless he kills I mean, his dad. Besides from the lie detector test, unless he kills his dad. Well, you know, it's possible. You know, what Todd, if he, what if he uh does a back to the future thing and I, I just thought about this. Ten nine months from now is December. So yeah. somewhere in the world right now, this man is being conceived. <laughs> As we speak, this man is being conceived, and nine months from now he will be born. And twenty six years from now he will travel back to now and tell us all of the things that have happened in the next twenty six years. How do, how do you, how do you like that, Todd? Do you think he's the, is he does he claim to be the first time traveler? No, no. He says time travel's been around since 1980. Oh, yeah. But, okay, but we only get access to it in 28. Wow. Probably because of the aliens. I'm not quite sure. He was unclear on that. Well, he doesn't want to start a paradox, and you know, no, yeah, I sure. commend him for that. Yeah. But he did travel in time, and and he's talking about these things, and he Have might you seen kill those- his dad conspiracy pictures of people wearing like hipster clothes and and carrying cell phones and things like that i have seen those things yes old pic yeah old black and white photos there you go that's which listen that's proof enough 
if you're carrying a cell phone, th- th- those pictures they they show people like talking on cell phones, right? They don't show mm-hmm. them like texting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where's the cell tower, dude? <laughs> yeah. What what cell tower are they connected to that they're able to talk on? They're this? their own cell tower, dude. They're, it's like it's like my phone. Oh, oh, it's like super super future phone. Yeah. Okay. okay. Don't need no s- cell towers no. anymore. Don't need no companies because it'll all be run by AI. By AI, the world government, Todd. So. Yeah, we are 11 years out from world peace. We're nine years out from nice. time travel. And within the next few years, we'll learn about interdimensional aliens. So you have that to look forward to. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm very excited. The future is going to be an interesting place. Well, I hope you're more excited for uh, this Texas woman mm-hmm. who two years ago, uh, she was at, at a beloved restaurant that we all know and, and care for known as Olive Garden. Olive Garden. And she was eating a stuffed mushroom appetizer, Mm. and it burned her throat. Uh Uh-huh. And because she was not told the heat of this appetizer, she said that she's going to sue Olive Garden. She's in the process of suing Olive Garden. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, so she, she frantically shuffled out of her seat into the restaurant and vomited in the kitchen station in a oh, kitchen good. station yeah, that's good asking manners. for help uh so you know uh-huh. laws are weird and i think that you, you know i just think it's really interesting especially in service the service industry or or restaurants mm-hmm. the way that like if somebody is hurt is is choking uh you know, you can get sued for anything. Yeah. You you could if somebody is choking on something that they ordered to eat and and a a server went up and started giving them CPR, the Heimlich, they yeah. could get sued mm-hmm. for helping them. Yep. And also just the fact that someone can sue a restaurant because of them not checking the heat of their food before it's just ridiculous. There are some states so that this have, has been Todd rants about a thing and gets mad at 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 people. No, yeah, I, I feel like people are too litigious and and too stupid to they. I mean, they make their own mistakes and then they blame other people for them. But you know, there are some states, and I can't remember the specifics of this. I actually listened to a podcast on this uh, quite a while back. There's there are some states that practice Good Samaritan laws, which basically state that if you are in a situation where you're trying to save someone's life, like say they're choking and you give them the Heimlich or say they're trapped in a car that's on fire and you pull them out and in the process of pulling them out, you break their neck or something like that. Um, Which that's an actual example. Both of those are real examples. If you do any damage to them, you can't be sued for trying to help. Does that make Mm. sense? Or, and yeah. you can't face criminal charges uh, or, or civil charges for, for trying to help somebody in a time of crisis. And, and it's, uh, it's an interesting atmosphere because there's a fine line, right? Yeah. It is a dilemma. Like, it's not an easy decision because mm-hmm. there could be somebody who's trying to help that doesn't know what they're doing and is yeah. going about it the wrong way. And then they end up hurting people more than helping. And, and that, that applies only to people who aren't professional emergency responders. So like 
if you are a fireman, for instance, and you pull somebody out of the car and break their neck, you are subject to civil lawsuits oh, and wow. criminal charges. But is that is is it specific? Is it personal? Is it like specifically this person gets sued? Uh, rephrase that. So, like firefighters are a our emergency response people are part of the government, correct? Or yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they're, so they're public servants, yes. They're public servants. So yes. if if they are sued, is it like the branch of the government? Is it like this person versus the fire department? Or is mm. it this person That's versus a good this question. specific firefighter? That's a good question, and I don't know the answer to it. I'm sure it's a case-by-case basis. But I would imagine, I would imagine it's more personal because it's not necessarily the fault of the fire department as a whole. But... I feel like they're they're much less frequently judgment proof, which means mm-hmm. it's just yeah. I don't know. You you want to make sure that these firefighters are safe in a way because right. they're more likely to make a mistake in a in a crisis situation. But the idea, even though they know what's going on, they're yeah. they're going to be faced with you know if they make a mistake, then. That's more likely than a person walking down the street and pulling someone out of a burning car. And that is true. Breaking their neck. That is true. But the the idea is they have like training that prevents them from hurting people when they're trying to help. You know, like they are supposed to be trained. Yeah. Not to do that. But that yeah, that is an interesting deal. So it it, it was spicy mushroom or it was like molten hot. It was it was just hot. It was really hot. If it was spicy, that'd be even more ridiculous. But mm. yeah, you know. And another thing, mm-hmm. I get, I get. If you're at like a Michelin star restaurant or something, yeah. If you're paying like an exorbitant amount of money for your food, you should have standards for how it comes out because you know yeah. you're paying money for the service and for the environment. But if you're at Olive Garden and your server just smoked a joint before coming into work. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. If you have you specifics, <laughs> you got nothing. That you, if you're expect. mad about the way that you're being served at Olive Garden, unless it is just like completely ridiculous, like they have their own brand, and I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm gonna change and become like uh, my father or even your father. I'm sure that, and I'm just speculating here, but I'm sure that if you're at a restaurant and something's not going their way your father or my father they're 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 a little bit more like angry about it they're like why aren't why aren't they why aren't they like this why didn't yeah. why didn't this restaurant do it a specific way yeah because that's how i know that they've done it before mhm i people make mistakes sure i guess that's just because i'm closer to working in the service industry than working in the professional yeah that's and that's true that i but choose but Remember you you remember this summer when we went out on Father's Day with with Steve and Jim and the rest of the Atlanta squad? Yeah, that whole And you remember we were at this Tapas restaurant for those of you who I haven't told the story to. We're at this Tapas restaurant and we all ordered drinks and we're having some drinks mm-hmm. and we ordered a bunch of tapas and we wait for a long time. And everybody's kind of complaining about being hungry. At least the youngest person there who's like eight was complaining about being hungry. <laughs> and yeah. um, we, you know, it's like now it's been 20 minutes. 
and 25 minutes. And the guy who was paying for dinner, he's like, you know, I'm going to go check on this. And he finds our server inside and turns out the server had forgotten to ring in all of our food. And, you know, that's I, I've done that before. I've it's been like more than an hour sort of thing. Like I, I it's a bad mistake and you feel stupid and it's like, you know, people get really mad about that. And and, you know, so basically the restaurant, which is what they should do and what I would have done being a guy who works at a restaurant. I they they offered to buy all our food for us. And the guy who was paying for the meal, Steve, basically insisted, "No, you're we're we're going to pay for the food." Yeah, he's like, "Listen, he he screwed up and that's, you know, but but it's a lot of money and a lot of food that we just ate, right? And I'm not going to make the business lose that much money because one person screwed up. And also, I don't believe in, you know, demanding that like we're having a nice time i'm it's not like we need to be anywhere you haven't ruined our night or anything mm-hmm. you know no i mean it's it's fine it's an honest mistake and there are some people who see it that way and there are some people who like you said they see it the other way where it's like you know i came here and i expected to be served in in a certain fashion and my expectations weren't met and and you know our expectations absolutely weren't met in that scenario and and the restaurant felt the 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 responsibility basically to pay for for the meal so i don't know one of those things um let's talk about let's talk about france shall we let's talk about the french what about what about the french so have you heard of a little cat called garfield todd the one who hates mondays but loves lasagna that's the one that's the one he's an orange striped cat Well, if you've heard of Garfield, then you've obviously seen the plastic Garfield telephones from the 80s. And I know. Okay. I haven't heard this story, but I I think it's been on national news at this point. Yeah, it's pretty big. So basically, here's what happened. There's this town in France. Plurazel. I bet I said that right. Shout out to all the French I bet you did too. Don't fact check that. Shout, shout to all my French boys. Uh, <laughs> I think we do actually have... No, we don't. We have people from Sweden and the UK and yeah. Scotland, but I yeah. don't think we have anybody from France. Um, but all, anyway, all, our, all our Canadian listeners... Uh, yes. Our, our French-Canadian <laughs> listeners out there. We do there, have some Canadian listeners. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's... Since, like, the 80s, right, they've had these Garfield plastic landline phones washing up on shore on the beach of this town. And, you know, it's kind of been like a joke and people are like, haha, it's kind of funny. And basically there's a, there's a cleaning crew that goes out every once in a while and cleans up the beaches to keep them beautiful and all that stuff. And they said for the last 18 years, there hasn't been a time that they've gone out to the beach and not found new pieces of Garfield phone. (laughs) And, so they suspected that probably somewhere off the coast of France there had been a, a shipping container or something that had fallen off a boat. And it turns out, after th- more than 30 years, the mystery has finally been solved, right? So there's this local guy who basically wandered into this cave that's only accessible um, at low tide and it's very dangerous and all this stuff. And he digs around behind these boulders and he finds... Uh, a whole like like remains of a of a container 
with like 30 Garfield phones, like fully intact and just like sloshing around in there. And so, yeah, basically there's, there's not much more to this. It's just after, after 30 years, it's, it's, it's mystery solved. They found the source of the Garfield. The source of the Garfield. Yeah. Indiana Jones and the source of the Garfield. There was a call to action and it was answered. These mm-hmm. phones have been found. Yep. Found phones. Well, you know what is a, is a, is a thing that I don't quite understand yet, even, even after reading this story. Uh, there, was, there was a woman in Jackson, Michigan, and she had parked her car. It was just like on the street, okay? Yeah. And while she was parking her car, she accidentally ran herself over while parking the car. Nice. How do you manage that? You know, that's a good question. I believe it is, uh, it's kind of a misleading title. She, she parked the car, but didn't park it all the way, didn't take the emergency brake, uh, didn't, didn't make it stick all the way. And uh, so gotta, when she that got break. out of the car, the car ran her over and she suffered a leg injury. Oh. Uh, kind of a freak accident. Um, mm-hmm. it, can, it can happen. I, I believe, I don't know if you know that, that actor Anton Yelchin, the I, guy who I was don't. in Star Trek, okay. was Chekhov. He, uh, I, I'm not familiar with the name or yeah, the Chekhov. He, he was he was a up and coming star. I forget where, where he was. I feel like he was from overseas. But anyway, well, uh, he had a really, he had a similar thing, but it was fatal. It was really sad. Um, where he got his car rolled backwards and oh, hit him against a a gate. So. Yeah, I always... That's, it's pretty sad, but... When I park my car, I drive a manual, so I, I leave it in first gear and I pull the emergency brake. So, mm-hmm. like, if you leave it in neutral, that's bound to happen. But I live yeah. in Lincoln, Nebraska, so there aren't, like, hills here, which is nice. Yeah. We but do have that advantage. Maybe one day in the future. There will be hills? There will be hills in Nebraska. There are already there, are There hills, are hills in, in Nebraska, Lincoln, Nebraska, but Lincoln... Sand hills, specifically. But not in Lincoln, not in Lincoln. No, we've got, we've got no hills. That's kind of that's that's why we have a such a popular marathon. Actually, we got a big crowd shows up for the Lincoln Marathon every year, and it's uh, it's pretty nice. Oh, yeah. speaking of which, didn't you go on some? Didn't you like do a, a a run like in the past month? No, with your family. No, we did that in. We did a run in November. We went out to Houston. That's a while ago. Yeah, and we did a tough mutter. Um, we actually I, did. I, just, I think I just never talked to you about it. I'm actually gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna preface that by saying, or I'm gonna uh, annotate that by saying, we did half a tough mutter because it was so cold in Houston that day and so miserable that we couldn't. We couldn't finish it. Like we figured, Houston in November, 60 degrees, sunny, we'll be fine. Turns out it's raining and it's like 40 degrees and the wind is just killer. And so we go on this run and and basically within the first five minutes of running, we have to go, we have to get wet. We have to get into like a lake and swim across it or something like that. And immediately we were so, so cold and we run, you know, just miserable the whole time. We're, we're all like cursing to high heaven we're we're uh 
you know, everybody's miserable. My hands are numb. My feet are numb. I'm soaked literally to the bone. And we probably, we, we ran the first five or six miles and my brother was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm done at, at the halfway mark. And my dad and I were like, do we finish the race? It's, you know, it's like, it's so miserable to finish the race, but it's so hard when you've come all the way to, from, you know, you got on a yeah. plane and flew down. It's so hard not to finish the race because you're like, ah, like this is what I came here for. And I mm-hmm. don't want to wimp out here at the end, but so tough mutters are like 12 miles. Yeah, they're between 10 and 12 usually. So we ran five or six the first leg. You know, at, at least you're not re- running a marathon. I feel like anything over a half marathon is stupid. That's my yeah. opinion. I know a guy. I'm sticking to it. I know a guy who, who would run 100-mile marathons. Yeah, my my uh, my uncle used to be a ultra runner, I think is what that's yeah. called. Through, yeah, yeah. Through the Colorado mountains. Oh, my God. Run 100-mile races. That's so ridiculous. That is insane. Because I, 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 you know, I used to think, all right, so, like, what, you stop and sleep? No. No, you don't. No. You you just keep running. You just, you never stop running for 100 miles. people, people ask, like, why they do it, and some people say, like, it gives them some sort of high yeah, and like they hallucinate in a certain way that like connects them so much with a spiritual plane. Ugh, Jesus, we're we're back it's at just... the we're back at the guy who got swallowed by a whale. <laughs> <laughs> connected with the whale, man. If you haven't heard the whale episode, I'm connected with the, I'm connected with the trail, dude. Check that out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've gotten the runner's high before. It's not great. I I dislike it, but <laughs> it's not all it's hyped up no. to be. Well, you know, Todd, we talked about doing doing a third story each, but we're actually we're actually here at the end of the episode, Todd. We've we've that, it's okay. I I think it's fine. Yeah? We can go. You want to go? Yeah. You want to go? Go for old? it. All right. All right. I meant long. So there's yeah. a guy. Yeah. Go old. Let's go old, Tuscan. Let's go back to Florida, Todd. We're talking about Florida, man. It's time. Let's hear those. Let's hear those air horns. Let's get that that. <laughs> let's get those sound effects in here. Florida man's back. Um, so we're going What's to, up to we're going to Stewart, Florida, where a Florida man has had his most recent sighting, where a forensic psychologist basically claims that a former student believed he was half dog, half man, when he fatally attacked a man and a woman in their home, and was found biting one of their faces. He was. It, we, we've gone back to Florida cannibalism. Only in Florida do people eat other people's faces. Okay. Were there drugs involved? Not according to this article from CBS wow. News. No. No, sir. So this guy. Basically, the his attorneys are mounting a, an insanity defense because he's clearly insane. But they found him basically eating this person's face, and I I should have done a disclaimer. So here's the disclaimer. This is graphic. They found him basically eating one of their faces, and he wouldn't respond to the police when they showed up. He was doing it in front of police, and you know the police told him they were going to shoot him. They said they told him to back off. They were kicking him in the face to get him off these people, and he would like he wouldn't do it. He he had gone completely rabid. Wow, that's ridiculous. So yeah, his... I just I don't I don't know how to respond to that. That's just mm-hmm. ins- that's just 
truly idiotic. Mm-hmm. Yep. He said he basically he couldn't explain the attack later. He talked to Dr. Phil. Um, huh. Yeah. Dr. Phil came by his uh, hospital bed and, and gave him an interview. And basically he told Dr. Phil, like, I don't know why I did this. And if I did, I would tell you, you know, why I did it. Does did was it like a fugue state sort of deal, or like he doesn't remember it, or does he remember this and like remembers having this itch to, or does he still believe he's a half man, half dog, or wolf? The or article whatever. was not conclusive in this in this regard. Sorry, I asked too many of these questions. No, it's, when it's journalism fine. is dead. Yeah, clearly. Well, I mean, you got to have it digestible, right? So if I read it and it takes more than five minutes, it's just I'm not going to get to the bottom of the page. It's just not going to happen. That's that. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, I assume that man is, if he gets the insanity plea, if he doesn't get the insanity plea, he's probably going uh, to jail for a long time. Um, and that is a perfect segue. <laughs> you like that segue? That was that was my great segue mm-hmm. into our final story about a tattooist named Doctor Evil. Mm. Have you heard of Doctor Evil? I watched the Austin Powers movies once. So this is a different Dr. Evil. He has hair. Oh, good. Uh, both on top and in front of his face, of his of his head. Ah, uh, Get rid of the bangs, um, man. I mean, he has a beard. Oh. And, uh, so he's, he's done these procedures for people, like doing piercings, mm-hmm. uh, tongue splitting, mm-hmm. um, I, which, you know, is always terrifying, yep. in my opinion. Yep. Sorry to all our listeners with two tongues but uh it's 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 scary listen you're trying uh, to look like a freak you've succeed yeah I'm, you, that's you all have. i'm saying man you're you're doing something real crazy and basically dr evil was asked by a a client of his to perform a removing of the nipple and ear on this person mm-hmm. i and uh and he and he did Okay. Yeah. But it turns out that this is illegal because this counts as mutilation. A causing grievous bodily harm with intent. Have him sign a, di- a contract next time. Well, here's the thing. The client is still saying like I consented to this. I wanted him to do this and I still am fine that he did oh, this. Oh, but it's a criminal charge, not a civil charge, right? Yeah. I see. Yeah. It, so this man is going to jail for 40 months. Oh, wow. That's significant. 40 months. That's, a, that's, yes, that's four for, years, four months. Exactly. Yeah. For doing for doing this thing that a client wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, most of his clients were a little freaky. Yeah. This man is named Dr. Evil. Yep. That so, he is. So, yeah, I just think that's interesting that even when you are asked to do something by someone... It still may not be in accordance with the law and therefore illegal. Yep. And could get you four years and four months. Well, there's the moral of the podcast, folks. Don't cut off anybody's ear or nipple. Let's just leave it at that. Don't ever do it, whether you're asked or whether it's just kind of what you get off on. Don't do it. Not cool. It's a crime. So Even if if there's consent. There is one man who... uh, has done that, uh, but is very good at keeping it quiet. And his name is Carl H. Westberg. That's right. He does a lot of different 
um, a, a lot of different procedures. Yep. Without any medical training, I believe. Yeah. I mean, he's done medical procedures on me and you before. Oh, yeah. No, I'm missing but, many body uh, parts. You'd never know. Yes. Yeah, Carl Westberg, he walks around with a forked tongue, but he, he does wear a false one on top just to keep uh, keep the, the people who, who might think it's a little weird uh, not suspicious. So he does wear a false tongue from time to time, but his real tongue is The problem forked. with his false tongue is that every single time that he, get, uh, he eats candy, like an airhead, a blue airhead, that false tongue will always have that blue on it until he gets a new one. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, tough to get that out. Yeah. yeah he, he tried brushing it, but it, it doesn't quite brush out. Anyway, he is the sponsor of today's podcast. He has been very generous in supporting us throughout our creative efforts, and we'd like to give a special shout-out to him and all our listeners out there who come back here every single week to witness new idiotic opinions here on Idiots with Opinions. Uh, if you want to check us out anywhere on the web, you can see us on Twitter at Opinions That Suck. That's S-U-K, suck. And on Instagram at Idiotic Opinions. We're also on the emails. That's right, a Gmail account to which you can send any sort of crazy story that you want us to cover and or your helpful thoughts about the show. Uh, we will be there from now until the end of time at... Studios volatile, Studios volatile at gmail.com. If, uh, yeah, that's that's all I have. That's all I have. That's all for, you have? For, for, well, for the for the social plugs. Cool. Yeah. Well, I guess then join us next week. Yeah, come back. Join us next week when Tuscan grows a tail and uh, tries to creep around and not tell me, even though we are in a intimate Uh, professional relationship of making this podcast you've been listening to idiots with opinions tune in next week 